Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to tarantes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. Welcome, first-time listeners, to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented by the CSPN. I am one-third of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Nigamort, a.k.a. I'm so tired of you Negroes being broke and poor on the Internet. Please go to a therapist. Please get you a cash app. Please, some, somebody make Hennessy from scratch for these niggas so they can leave us the fuck alone. And I'm joined by... My good friend and my co-host. Curtis the Menace, a.k.a. Trillificent on all social media. I don't really have any other AKAs. A.k.a. we still holding it down for our sister Candice. I know y'all probably missing her, but if you follow her on social media, you saw her post this past week. She's doing a lot of studying for some things in her professional life. So give us a little bit more time. I think probably after the vow renewal, she should be back. So stick with us until then. But in the meantime, we have another guest, another return guest. So returning to the Legion of Niggatry, we have Side Eye Special. What up, everyone? I am Side Eye, a.k.a. Isdemid Salem, a.k.a. Simon, the all-seeing Sultan of Chill, though I don't necessarily participate. Um, that's all the AKs I'm doing. Fuck that. So why mention it if you don't participate? What's going on, beloved? Because I just because I can oh I can oversee it. I know what mm. chill is and I know what chill is not. Just because you know, regardless of whether or not I participate, I'm t- I don't have time. Okay. For right. I just I just threw that book in your lap. I don't have time <laughs> <for> <laughs> You didn't do your work, beloved. <laughs> hey, hey, Curtis, this motherfucker been trying to be the lifeguard of chill and shit. Yeah. He the Zord on a chill. If you don't get the fuck out of here. Rangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting right by the pool of chill. I'm drinking a pina colada. Anyway, we're going to get to the announcements because I don't have time for, for lies. Mm. Don't drown. Uh, all right. Mm. So, um, <laughs> announcements real quick before we get to the good shit. As usual, you guys use the hashtag Ratchet Ramblings Pod 
when you listen and tweet or post on Instagram about the show, if you do it in your Instagram stories, use that hashtag so we can see it, or you can tag the pages. Our Instagram is at Ratchet Ramblings with the S on the end. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Ratchet Ramblings with the S on the end. And our Twitter is Ratchet Rambling without the S on the end because Twitter only lets you use so many characters. Twitter, you got to get that the fuck together. They, wanna, they have a lot more they need to get together before there. That's way down the list. Um. Ooh. So, yeah, follow I mean, us on the list of things they'd actually do right mm. other than support white supremacists anyway <clears throat> follow us on all of those pages like the facebook page share with your friends like jeremy said earlier welcome to all of the new people that are discovering the show shout out to everybody that's been here since day one or came in at some point over the past year and some change and the last thing is we have merchandise you guys so merch if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash ratchet ramblings, you will be able to get yourself a shirt, a mug, a sticker, a tote, some leggings, all of that good stuff. Um, we have some shirts with some sayings on there. So we have a shirt with theater on there. We have a good luck everybody shirt. We have shirts with just the logos pretty much anything you can think of and if there's something that you want that's not there and it's a good design then feel free to let us know and we'll try to get it on there if it's whack then then i'm gonna say no i'm just gonna let y'all know right now great if you come like i want this obscure sand from episode seven on a shirt i'm gonna be like nah beloved <laughs> <laughs> see stop please <laughs> step but, those antics up. there are no we don't do dry wig fuckery around here uh, we'll get to the dry wigs. Um, so again, the link is teespring.com slash stores slash ratchet ramblings. Buy some perch, some merch, some merch. <laughs> You're doing <laughs> and amazing. And support perch your some merch. Yeah, there you go. Perch some merch and support your favorite podcast. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. If you don't want to spend a little pocket change on something like that then go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review so we can read it on the show. And we probably will read it regardless of what the rating is. I just want to say, depending on how low the rating is, is how low we're going to hit below the belt. Well, when, when I say we, usually it's Candace. Yeah, because Candace is good for, uh, not first of all, bitch. So, yeah. you know what, and that's fine because our friend don't have time for the shit and neither do we, but... Actually, she do have time for the well, shit. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. She will, I would say, she will make the time. Yeah, so. so we love you, sis. We can't wait till you get back, but again, bad bitch things happen. So continue doing what you're doing and we will continue holding it down. Buy our merch, leave us some ratings and some reviews, hopefully some good ones, and most importantly, share the show with other people. If you know people that like mess and like to laugh, then send them a link, get in the iMessage and send it through there. Like, do whatever you got to do, but share the show with other people. And I think that's it. I'm ready to get started. Yep, that's it. Um, and we will have a link for all of that in the show description. Uh, of course. The uh, link will be in the show notes. It'll be blasted on Twitter here and there. All of that good stuff. So uh, we're going to start with Chain Chomp Fix My Life. Correct. So one thing before we start that I just realized when I put it in my notes, I realized that the 
the um the abbreviation is Iyanla fixed my life. And I realized that it's Iyanla FML. And I said, you know what? That fits. It does. Because you definitely not fixing lives. Unintentional shade. <laughs> when you a self-drag. Right. Unintentional self-drag. A self-drag. So uh first and foremost, because we're gonna get through this real quick, because this episode featured singer Monifa and her daughter. But in all realness and honesty, it was a little dry for a season finale. Like, I definitely thought they were going to carry on a little bit more than they did. But what can you do? So even when the episode was starting and you know how Iyanla does that voiceover, you could hear the judgment in her voice like before the show had even started. But I think we've said this historically. She has a lot of smoke for mothers, for black women in general. So I wasn't surprised to hear that kind of judgment in her voice. Uh, I may interject for a moment. Yeah. Partially, mostly because um, as someone who is, because I am a spiritual consultant, basically, what I, I didn't really fuck with Iyanla's approach from that perspective, just because it lacked discernment and refinement. Well, I mean, um, that's a good observation, which honestly, I think you can say she lacks that in pretty much every situation, at least the ones that I've seen. But yeah, you could see like she was really, she was very heavily biased and it right. was really coloring her work and it was affecting her energy. And um, that's, you know, that's me saying that from that perspective as someone who does work with people and likes to actually help them fix their lives and not just uh, make a show of it for TV and fuck shit up. But um, let me take that hat off and go right back to the nigga. And, you know, you were, as you were saying. Uh, so a couple of things that stood out to me, like I said, we'll get through this real quick. Um, I didn't know that Monifa was raped at gunpoint at 17. Trigger warning. Sorry, I meant to say that before. Um, the whole episode pretty much centered around Monifa and this whole thing of you had this baby, but you did not want her. And it showed through her childhood that you did not want her. Not, and it, you know, the whole thing was like, it's not personal. It's not, I didn't want you, the, the actual child that I had. It was, I didn't want a baby period, which I will say, I think that that's fair. I think that there's a lot of instances where women have babies that they don't actually want. And a lot of times there's this idea that motherhood will just kick in. So just get through it. And once you have the baby, you'll become this super mom. And that's not always the case. So I thought that that was kind of interesting so Iyanla talks to Monifa a little bit and then she crying and it's like, okay. So then she brings the daughter in. The daughter's name is Akimi. And uh, so I guess she does this thing where she's like, she gives them a prompt or something to write about in a journal and that's their quote unquote homework. So because Monifa is carrying around a bunch of stuff, she had like 10 pages. So we get to the daughter who is 26 with three kids and literally just had a baby like two or three months before this. So I kind of thought that was a little soon. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I don't I can't speak too much on behalf of women and mothers, especially that soon after childbirth, because obviously I am neither. But speculatively speaking. I know I've seen this on the timeline and from my friends that have recently had children in the past few years that your emotions and your hormones and everything like it takes a long time for that to kind of sort out after you have a child. So I was just, I'm not saying that she couldn't do it and she couldn't handle it because obviously we know mothers are, are, are that, that girl. But I just wonder if that was a factor in being, it was so soon after I had a child of my own and now I'm like reliving childhood trauma, but I could be wrong. I don't know. So I think maybe in a, in a more ideal, in a more ideal situation, it probably would have gone a bit better, but I feel like considering how fucking raggedy the shit is, I think maybe that was cutting it a bit close, but definitely, definitely. So Akimi only had like a page and a half of homework that she did in her journal. And for some reason, Iyanla took offense to that and like threw the book in her lap. Like it ain't nothing in here and threw it in her lap. Now, when I saw that, I said, you lucky that this woman is here and she's kind of lost her voice. She's she is suffering from aerial disease. Ursula done stole her voice because had that been me, you would that book would have replaced a few of them teeth. Like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. I don't give a fuck if this is your show. If your name is on there, I don't give a fuck about none of that. What you're not going to do is disrespect me by throwing shit at me, even if it is a light toss. Like, it's not always the action. It's the intention. Like, it was so dismissive. That, that was like, bitch, we ain't playing football. You need to get that shit together. Well, it's not only that, but think about it. Again, you you as a um, quote, life coach, quote, have identified that this girl is shrinking in herself. She's kind of lost her voice. Exactly. Her ability to stand up for herself. And your answer to that is to be dismissive of the shit that she's done and throw this book in her lap like it's nothing like she's nothing exactly and that's that's why i was that's where i'm like the process is not refined and it lacks discernment because it's like what the fuck are you doing going at this going at this woman when like emotionally she's you know she's not you know i'm not going to jump to conclusions but she doesn't seem like she's fully she's not willing to speak she doesn't seem fully present emotionally and i feel like the way um Iranda whatever was going at her you know when she didn't like the when she didn't like the, what we, what she was getting i feel like she was being triggered throughout the experience yeah and she almost kind of went into attack mode and you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of um the gaggle of hoes on married to medicine when they Oof. started attacking quad because she wasn't opening up to them and it's just like I understand the idea of quote unquote tough love, but this fuck that quad is a better person than me because I would have thrown a chair right across the fucking table <laughs> with them in it. <laughs> yes. So, um, I mean, there were details about the girl's life, but that's not really important to the rest of what was going on. One thing that Iyanla said that did stick out to me 
because I did see some truth in that, not only in this situation, but I think in a lot of people's situations that they don't really identify. She told her, she's like, you weren't raised. You just grew up. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people probably cannot identify with that because they have not done that work. But I think that that's more common than we realize. Like when you think about situations where people's parents weren't really present, they may have been present physically, but they weren't really you. I mean, look, let's be honest. Peel back the bullshit. You can get on the timeline and tell who just grew up and they weren't really raised. Yep. Because it, it always shows. Shave on it. Shave on it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I was saying you scamming ass bitches on the timeline. <laughs> Y'all the main ones. Y'all grew up, but y'all were not raised. Because you're not going to tell me your granny raised you to be on scamming people out there hard-earned money, especially your own skin folk. Mm. Sorry-ass motherfuckers. Anyway. Put a pen in that, because that applies when we get to marital medicine. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as usual, I feel like Iyanla was putting words in the girl's mouth. like She wasn't allowing her to find her voice. She was like, this is what I feel happened to you and how you should feel. So I'm a she was kind of leading her. You know what I mean? You know how like those uh, court drama shows where they be yeah. like, you know, um, objection, leading the witness. I feel like that's what Iyanla does. She leads the people, but she's putting words in their mouth. And it's like you can't really tell, like, does do they really feel this way or are they just repeating what what Iyanla is saying because she's so forceful? It's like she, she 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 tries to condense the approach, like you know, because again, you know, for me with the work I do, if if it was me working with um with Monifa's daughter, which just lost her name. Anyway, what I, like my personal approach would be: this is something that we have to do across multiple sessions because it's clear that she's not comfortable in her skin and she's not comfortable speaking for herself. So it's mm -hmm. like you have to create the type of environment where she feels comfortable opening up and expressing these things without um, feeling like she has to be on the defensive or without feeling like she has to withdraw. You know, it's, it doesn't take, you know, you need better than a ham-fisted approach and a dry-ass wig. Right. And a long-ass mouth. Um, <laughs> so then the next day, they get, which was damn near towards the end of the episode, <laughs> they, get, they come back together. And you this know that mouth can't fit no compact car. That mouth is a compact car. What is you saying? I'm saying that mouth, she needs the Escalade. When she gets the Uber, that they mouth need is the, the That mouth is the car that Dr. Eugene be hopping his little ass in. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Cooper mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, not Dr. Uh, Eugene, Dr. Greg. Either way. Yeah, I knew what you were talking about. That little ass car. Because we know Eugene big ass ain't fitting in no goddamn Mini Cooper. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so yeah, they come back together the next day and that was when she tried to stand up for herself and was like, I felt disrespected when you threw the book at me. And the thing that stood out to me is Iyanla glossed right over. She didn't even offer the girl an apology or an acknowledgement of being disrespected. She was just like, of all the things, that's what you concentrate on. That's a distraction. And I'm like, no, it's not a distraction. It's disrespect. She's a master of gaslighting motherfuckers. Right. And I'm like, the fact that you cannot, again, it just, 
looks so funny in the light because I'm like, you sitting here and you're telling this girl she needs to find her voice. She needs to be able to stand up as a woman. And then when she identifies something recent, we're not talking about shit that happened years and years and years ago that takes that takes energy and, and work to uncover. We talking about shit that just happened yesterday and you totally dismissive of it. So that was, I felt like should have been a roundhouse kick for Rhonda. Yeah. Um, so then they played this, uh, mommy daughter monopoly ass game and, and Yana was playing with them women. And I just, I will say the, the visualization I think was impactful, but again, it's just like, I don't know. I can't give her too much because in one breath you glossing over what she feels was disrespect, and in the next breath you doing something that's actually halfway positive. I don't know where to land with her. Um. So then she sends Monifa away again, and she pulls out all these cards, and is basically telling the daughter get down there and make some sentences about how you feel. And I was like, okay, this is. I can see it. But my question is, why is there a card in there that says bitch? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused about that. I don't see how that's helpful in any scenario, no matter what's going on. Calling somebody a bitch. Maybe I'm wrong. It's she could have done better. Yeah. Again, like I'm I'm gonna put that straight on Ianla. Like you just wanted you just wanted to stir the sauce and you wanted some confrontation. Right. You wanted somebody to come across the table or something, and because you ain't gonna do nothing but bite them. And um, <laughs> I, you know, I'll take it a step further. I just feel like she had already made her judgment about Monifa, and she wanted to call her a bitch without actually saying it exactly. Because she was like, she zeroed in on that, like you selfish bitch, say it, say it. I was like, what is happening, Malika? Why are you doing this to this girl? And she was clearly shook. Clearly, so I would, should I would be too if a chain chomp yelling at me in my face. Okay, <laughs> teeth gnashing. It's like a, it's like a waterfall. Like goddamn, remind me that. It remind me of like when you, back, like when you played Super Mario sixty four in that first level, and the first time you saw that damn chain chomp lean at you. Yes, yes, you right. Because listen, when that three D chain chomp it had mm-hmm. me shook. I'm not gonna lie, it did have me shook. Especially when that bitch follow you 360 degrees too. Yep. Um. Oh shit! It just hit me. You know what Iyanla kind of looked like? You know uh, that? Um. I was about to say Frogger, but um, you know that that game Duck Hunt. When the dog, when when you when you fuck up and the dog, the dog comes up and starts snickering at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you exactly what Iyanla looked like. Iyanla looks like Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Let's move on. Let's move me, Monifa. Let's move on. God damn you! So, um, I did feel like she had a point when she said that uh, Akemi was too busy trying to be compassionate towards her mother to honor herself and and live in her truth and tell her truth. And I think a lot of us do that because. Of that whole respect your elders and the Bible said it's specifically for black people. I don't know about other races, but I feel like we have this thing where we're so downtrodden into believing that we have to respect our elders above all else that we can't be real with them. And in turn, they can't be real with themselves because they don't have 
anybody checking them about some of the things that they do. So I thought that that was a salient point. And then she had them write emancipation proclamations and I damn near turned the shit off because <laughs> I was just like, I, I what? You couldn't just ask them was, to just write down their thoughts. Like, Oh, like, again, it's like she, she puts, she puts a lot of emphasis on, on approaching things negatively. And it's like, again, like, Bitch, you could have done the fuck better on this shit. Like, what is you doing? Yeah. So she's always trying to take a motherfucker to the astral plane, and I just don't understand it. She always trying to draw strength from the ancestors. It's just like, what are you doing? I just, I don't know. I don't feel like that's honoring the, the ancestors trying to use them as a as a weapon all the time against people. Like mm-hmm. unearthing and and working through trauma is hard enough without you trying to give me a guilt trip. I mean, but, but let's be real for a minute. Are the ancestors really going to be watching own like? Mm. I feel like the ancestors going to tune in if you calling them by name. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, you got my picture up in a wall full of my brothers and sisters. I'm what? What the fuck is you doing? I need to know. I mean, true, but then when they when you see Iyama out there acting a the motherfucking fool, then it's kind of like you got to remember it's not like... it's not what you called; it's what you answer to. I feel like I feel like the ancestors would tune in and they would be like, especially like our recent ancestors, like they grew up in like the the, the, the early like 30s and 20s and 50, 50s and shit. That they would be having PTSD because Yana looked like them damn dogs that were chasing them out of the, <laughs> with the damn fire hydrants and shit. So I feel like the ancestors would be shook. Hold on, we're not gonna put that on German shepherds because they didn't do nothing but um, they didn't do nothing to deserve all of that. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, because Lexi said that most German shepherds are racist. Say <laughs> they don't bark, they just say nigga. That's what, <laughs> that's what Lexi said. Shout out to Lexi. Yes. Go back and listen Shout to out. last week's episode. Shout out to Lexi, a perpetually bad bitch. Let's go. Um. So to wrap this up and we can move on, I feel like there was some progress made, but I also feel like there was so much trauma unearthed on both sides that I just really pray that they go to therapy to help because we need a therapist. And one thing that Iyanla should also do that she doesn't do is, you know, stress that there is a difference between being a spiritualist and being a therapist. Yeah. And um, any good spiritual work that's, you know, anything like this where you're unearthing heavy trauma, they really, you, you really have to emphasize yeah. that uh, you need to go see a therapist and you need to process all this stuff because you know it's it's going to fuck with you mentally it's going to fuck with your mental energy so you need to it's not something that's like it's really not optional it's something that needs to be done in conjunction with this type of work yeah i mean i granted i know that they can't show all of that on the show but i think that they could take a couple of seconds to to or she should be saying that and who knows maybe she does and they just don't put it in there because it doesn't make for good tv but i pray that she's telling them people like we're gonna do this this exercise but please understand that this is not therapy and you need to follow this up with actual therapy you know we say that all the time because I mean, Yonla is a mess. But anyway, speaking of being a mess, married to medicine. Mm, speaking yeah. of unpacking trauma. <laughs> Episode six, A Room Without a View, which I just not realized where that title came from. Mm. Mm. Uh, so first things first. Toya girl, go to hell. 
Always. Yeah, always. With gasoline panty draws. Um, so Eugene and Toya were looking at the progress of their new home that they spending way too much money on for no goddamn reason. Mm. Um, at least they stopped calling it a forever home and they start calling it a dream home because that's what it is. It's not a forever home. It's not sustainable as a forever home. Yeah, it, it fits to be calling it a dream home because they're going to love it until they wake the fuck up. Or they're going to love it until them kids move out and it's like, what you going to do with 9,000 square feet and two people? I, You, you know what? That's, that's shady. Let me move on. Um... Mm. <clears throat> No, hell no. This is the place for shade, nigga. Say it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because uh, are we even certain that those two are going to be um, together long enough for them kids to be? Mm. Um, well, I, I don't. I think that they'll be together. Will Will they have money? No, I don't think so. I For me, that toy is that little uh, narcissistic kickback. Um, it's my birthday, but my nigga got a new job or whatever. That was like a major. That was a huge red flag for me. For you, yeah, I don't. I don't think Eugene dislikes that kind of stuff. To yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like you're not wrong about Toya, but Eugene a little bitch. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? You know yeah. what? You're right. You're right. You're right. So, so I think that's a, listen a narcissistic piece of color contact bitch. And a cook, that's a match made in heaven. Now, it ain't going to be a match made in heaven for their bank account, but no, you know. No, because I feel like at some point trying to keep up with the Joneses, Joneses so to speak, they're going to have to end up selling that house. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a forever. I just don't see it. Well, Especially since we since we know that they are not good at managing money. Until the IRS is like, bitch, where's our coin? <laughs> Can it really be the Joneses though? Because I'm pretty sure at least no, Mrs. Said, Jones got I, like an online... I said business or a hustler. I said keeping up with the Joneses, not that they are the Joneses. She need she need to start an Etsy or something and or or an online business or something and, and catch that motherfucking bank account up with the Joneses because she What's can spend it? all is, that got money. What is she gonna bring nothing? What I, is she gonna sell? <laughs> what is she gonna sell? Flat tummy key? Right. Listen, she can. I'm sure she can partner with somebody who who sells those contacts at the swap meet or whatever, and, and get some coins going. Like, you got to learn how to bring some money in, sis. You're spending all this fucking money. I mean, you know what? I'm not gonna say that because. But we, you know, we, you know what? That's we're that's, projecting that's their reality. Yeah, we're we, projecting. We and that's there's nothing wrong with if y'all have a marriage where the man is going to work, making the money, you a stay at home mom. Like that's that's a a viable. Uh, job and lifestyle. However, True. you still a trash ass bitch, whether you have a job or not. That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with whether you go to work and make actual money to bring home. You a crazy ass retardo. That's what. Anyway, so they were talking because we got way off topic. Yeah, <laughs> they were talking. And uh, they were in their dream home, and sh- I don't know what I don't even know why they started talking about everybody else. But you could, that's all they do. Eugene knew good and well his wife was a dummy in the situation with Contessa, and he was just looking at her like, "Okay, let's talk about something else," because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's still being a dummy about Contessa. It's like, I don't know if we gonna be cool, and it's like y'all could have been if you wouldn't be in a stupid ass. But you know, you determined and you you dug your heels in, and here we are. And again, mm-hmm. as usual, as I say, you lucky that Contessa didn't beat your ass because 
I feel like there's plenty of women amongst my personal acquaintance that would have beat your ass if you had anything <laughs> like that. Listen, Correct. I, I can think of three off the top of my head. One of them is a co-host of this show. Correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think of a scenario where a friend, where an actual friend who would, would try and play me out like a punk bitch. And I, I can't, it doesn't, it doesn't compute to me because first of all, like my friends are like, we actually respect each other and we have right. empathy for each other and we care for each other. And also my friends, they all know that I'm just crazy enough. So we're not going to do that. But the going back to the first part, it's like, you got to grow up, bitch. Like what's wrong with you? Everything. Everything. Now, you know what? Now that I think that would be an Iyana episode that might be good. Iyana <laughs> mm. trying to peel back the layers of what the fuck is wrong with Toya and throw Mariah in the mix too. Ooh. We'll no, you know what would be a real good one? Heavenly. Oh no, they will fight. <laughs> no, that's why it would be good. True. Can you imagine <laughs> Heavenly crazy ass fighting Iyana crazy ass? That would be prime time television. True. Two hands in the courtyard. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly wait for for Heavenly to be sitting up with her therapist talking about. So I called her a rusty tooth bitch and told her to get the fuck out of my house. And you would have done the same, right? <laughs> you know what? I feel like Heavenly and Yiyanla. That would be like uh, Peter and that chicken when, <laughs> when they get to, <laughs> uh, when they get to fighting on Family Guy. That would be them. But anyway, speaking of Heavenly. So they're still in Miami on her quote unquote spiritual journey. Mm. And let me tell y'all something. When Dr. Jackie made that joke about Simone needing Botox, I hollered. <laughs> <laughs> and then Heavenly stupid ass couldn't tell it was a joke. Her ass took a person like, why when I say something, it's all good, but when well, it's hell, but when that when the jacket say something, I feel like it's a double standard. It's like my, no uh, girl, it's not a double standard. They know how to joke and you you be serious. That's what the issue is. Right. Um, and Dr. Jackie was really carrying on in that scene because when Toya called and uh Dr. Jackie took that uh phone and hung up on her face. <laughs> she's like no negativity i was like yes call out the negativity right re-drag her toya looked like a little flea anyway uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> so speaking she of looked she looked like like, bug. you know you know what she looked like the karibo from Yu-Gi-Oh. no we're not gonna put that on karibo nah no okay declined try that now what is this karibo hive <laughs> 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 Karibo is the homie. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do Karibo like that. Be. Damn, do Karibo rub your feet at night? <laughs> <laughs> Karibo helped you out in a duel, my nigga. Like golly, he got <laughs> shit. He done pulled out his saber on your ass. Look, you done pulled out a blue eyed white dragon and shit. <laughs> Listen, he sounded like Qual when she was cussing Mariah out in that garage. I did not do nothing to you. Karibo never did nothing. Do that. <laughs> hey, so I was like, you don't Caribou do never that. Karibo never did nothing to nobody. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, my nigga, is his attack point even high enough for you to be capable? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, so, Listen, look, I thought Yugi was over my shoulder for a minute, nigga. Oh, <laughs> okay, the pharaoh, 
not even the little boy version, the Pharaoh version. You know, I'll tell you, listen, listen, listen. This nigga turned into a Tim, didn't he? <laughs> I was just like, God damn, the Pharaoh jumped out for me. Okay, <laughs> he turned into Kaiba. <laughs> Like you old trash, don't you ever talk about Karibo? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> okay. Nerd humor. Nerd humor, y'all. Yes. Um, so they they're like I said, they in Miami. And then of course we see that Simone trash ass can't drive. Listen, and you know, I'm you just that. like, so you just don't do nothing. You don't fuck your man, you don't suck Cecil Dick, you don't know how to drive, you don't know how to be a real bitch. Like, what do you know how to do? Yeah, I'm crazy that you're a good doctor because that's all you got going for your ass. I hope she's got all the board certifications and degrees and Ooh, credentials. Shit. And I hope she got like five alphabets after her motherfucking name because what does she do? Because common sense, she does not have. You definitely skipped that course. But anyway, um, kind of, I'm just going to the way that the show went. So, um, Quad had drinks with some kind of marriage council buddies whatever whoever they were and it seems to me the independent of what toya stupid ass say because she you know was projecting because she don't she have a problem with quad it seems to me like the consensus is that dr greg is not doing the work to save his marriage right like he's trying to do stuff that you do when things are good like that's not how you fix a problem in a marriage because toya was like He's trying to set up vacations and this, that, and the other. And it's like, nigga, if you cheat on me, I don't want you to set up. Why would I want to go on vacation with you? That don't even make no fucking sense. Right. You got to be looking at the same, at the back of the same nigga head you've been thinking about punching or hitting with like a cast iron skillet or something. No, why would you do that? That's stupid. Listen, and, and the odds of you getting on my nerves while we traveling Ooh. grow exponentially. So you probably will get punched in the back of your head. Oh, peanut in my head ass. I should be over some shit that ain't even his fault. The plane late. <laughs> oh, right. They get to the room and ain't no bottle of water. She going upside his head. <laughs> she punching him in the throat. Um, <laughs> He'll so, break and she beating his ass with the shoe. Listen, I can just see quad now. Oh, Humpty Dumpty ass looking niggas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's trying to and they, they, the, I don't like the way that they cut this, the way that they're editing it to make it seem like Greg is doing all this stuff and Quad is just not receptive. And then she's kind of like lying, saying that she's trying to do everything she can and she's not because I caught that. And again, this is why another reason why Toya is trash because they showed the footage of that whack ass crab boil and Quad was saying, I've done everything i can to try to do what was necessary to save this marriage she wasn't talking about this specific incident she was talking about the length of her marriage correct and so for you to try to correct. repackage that by saying well she's not being receptive of his attempts to, to fix the marriage and it's like those are two completely different things if i've been working with they've been together 10 years married for six if i've been trying to do everything i can to keep this marriage afloat and then you fuck around and you cheat and i'm not really fucking with you at the moment and you not doing anything to prove that you want this marriage that you love me that you're sorry blah 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 those are two different things this is why again toya just need to be beat the fuck up learn how to mind your fucking business yeah i uh because i i was tweeting about the show uh last week or sometime this week and somebody on the timeline because i said that <clears throat> that i that i extend empathy for quad 
going through this shit and somebody was like, they don't like how it just seemed like we hearing all of Quad side and none of Greg's side. And I'm just like, what the fuck side do we need to hear? Like, we know. <laughs> well, <laughs> can, I, can only... I be brutally honest for a moment here? Yeah. I don't give a flying fuck about Greg's side. <laughs> well, you know what? That's valid. But I will say this, just to be fair. Greg has not offered a side because everything that he's saying, again, he's just trying to throw whatever he can to patch it up. He's not doing the work. And that's largely why I don't give a fuck about his side because there is no side. Correct. He just wants to he wants to, you know, buy some wilted flowers, say hi in the morning or whatever the fuck, send a text to and he and he thinks that that's doing the work and that's not doing no fucking work. Right. You cheated on this woman, you violated her trust, and you and got a simple sure, dick sure. and you really and you moving around like you're owed something, and that's just not how the fuck this is gonna work. You need to get that shit together, Playboy. But that Correct. woman is gone. Correct. All of this. She needs to just be gone anyway, because honestly. But again, that's projection. So do what you need to do, Quad. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like them together, but who are me? Speaking of who are me, Mariah's trash. L- listen, let me <laughs> let me let me let me say this and then I'll pass it to y'all. I I did enjoy that sit down that um her husband, which I forget his name. Who cares? Um, well, that's his name. Who cares? Well, fair, but I did enjoy that talk that he had with the daughter um, because I don't think we see enough cishet uh, men, because I don't know his nationality, it really don't damn matter, um, have kind of progressive conversations with their daughters um, about, you know, well, at least like hetero relations and dating and growing up and stuff. So that was refreshing to see. Now, I do know that the bar is on the floor. So I was taking it with a grain of salt, but that was a refreshing yeah. thing to see. I mean, I don't disagree. I just feel like that time in a young girl's life is so much. I just don't know about having doing it on camera. I don't like, like it. That's I don't fair. disagree that we need to see it more. I just don't know if we, we need to see real people's lives <clears throat> in we, the we midst do. of it. We do, but in that context, I think that like when in that particular context, just like the feel that I got from it, it was like, um, their daughter didn't want to be bothered with that shit. And they were making it very awkward. I feel like the vibe that I got is that they've already had these discussions and it's just for the cameras. So it's just like yeah, why even bother? I feel like there is so much going on in uh tweens or or teen, because I'm not exactly sure how old the little girl is. There's so much going on in their lives and just for the focus to be on boys and this weird thing where you having all of her woman type growing up, you know, maturity things going on on this show. I'm just like, what about nurturing her, her, her dreams and her wishes? Like, what is the girl into? What does she like? You know, exactly. what what kind of, of young woman is she shaping up to be? It's like, I get it. These things are important, but every little girl, well, I won't say every, but on average, little girls, they go through these things. And what I feel like we don't see enough is the nurturing of young girls at this age. Okay, the birds and the bees are important. Your Your reproductive health is important. But what about the other stuff that we don't see that much about little girls? 
just building her up to be a good person to follow her dreams to identify herself i don't know i just feel like this they could do better like they they're being kind of lazy with this it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a big deal when when we talk when they talk about on these shows like like what these young ladies want to do with their lives that should be a big deal i mean like i mean it should be happening enough that it's not a big deal okay yeah i agree because it's like like this this shit like okay but like who is who is she why are we why are we putting this camera on her what does she want from right her? Like, what does she right. want for herself does she even want to be bothered with all of this like right but i will say just to double back i i do but like i said i do agree with what jeremy said seeing it from the specific lens of a heterosexual man who i'm not again i'm not sure of his nationality or his ethnicity but from what he was saying you can tell he grew up in a society that's very strict talking about arranged marriages and everything so yeah. to hear him be progressive that was good to see i just yeah. feel like they could be doing more like if like like side i said if you're gonna put the camera on this little girl then show us something real and not just things that we kind of know are going to be happening because of well you know some of us past biology you know in high school so we know what's going to happen whether they show it on the show or not exactly like, i, I want to see them you know gas her up about her hair you know what i'm saying and, and her looks and her lips and what is she doing is she into stem like those are the types of things that if i i feel like if you're gonna have a reality show and you're showing your children those are the type of things that i personally would like to see i could be projecting i'm speaking for myself in this instance but it is what it is and so then mariah fucks it up yeah i was just about to say that. yeah and then she fucks it up trying to talk about her husband's ex-girlfriend looking like heavenly but with the part that made me laugh was when they were in the confessional and she was like grilling him like did the bitch look like me or did she look like heavenly and he was like in between (laughs) 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 the bitch look like heavenly i was like girl why are you so pressed and upset like you have Doctor Aiden. I think his name is Aiden. It doesn't matter. I yeah. think his name is Aiden. Yeah. I think that's his name. But it, it, it's she's got some. It's it's a weird thing it's, with her. And I feel like she has a lot of insecurity, and that shit is just yeah. jumping out. Because first of all, why are you even in in the context of talking to your daughter about this? Which again, your husband did a a good job. You fuck it up talking about his ex and then talking about heaven like heavenly all the way in fucking Miami girl what you doing right you fuck it up on some mean girl shit and you could tell the daughter be over that shit she be looking like I don't care about you beefing with this lady you too damn old for this shit mama <sighs> so anyway speaking of being old children. speaking of being old <clears throat> Dr. Jackie Dr. Simone and Dr. Heavenly are in the car they go into uh, Heavenly's old childhood home. And they actually were having a good conversation about. Actually, I don't remember exactly what they were talking about. But <laughs> what I do remember is they were having a good conversation, Dr. Jack and Dr. Heavenly. And then Simone and her overbite fall asleep and start snoring in the back seat. And Heavenly was like, bitch, this is not what the fuck we doing. Like, I'm trying to open up to you hoes and you're going to fall asleep and snore with your mouth open. <laughs> Dusty bitch. <laughs> well, you know, overbites need their rest. Like, Clearly. 
clearly. Anyway, so they go to the house and, you know, Heavenly starts talking about different things. And she had like a little bitty room with no window and um, just all kinds. You know, she wasn't able to really like go outside and play, didn't have like a lot of friends. And it I will say it does sound like Heavenly had a fucked up childhood and it did fuck her up. Yeah. Um, I won't deny that, but I also won't deny the girl. You still just a crazy bitch, and you need to get some help. <laughs> and also, well, I said, put a pin in when we were talking about saying, "Trying to fix my life." Heavenly, shave. I'm fucking this my this our show. Um, <clears throat> you can tell like heavenly is like a lot of people on social media, in particular that you know scamming crowd. Like you wouldn't. You, you know, those type of people, they weren't allowed to go out and socialize. Because Heavenly even said that, like, she wasn't allowed to go out and socialize. And I think Jackie said in her confessionals, like, that makes all the sense. Yeah. She don't know how to talk to people. She don't know how to socialize. She don't know how to build no rapport with people and her repressed issues from her childhood. She always lashing out at motherfuckers. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That is Heavenly and that is also people on Twitter. Which yeah. is scamming asses. But anyway. Now, we saw that because... So they met up with three of Heavenly's like high school friends. And mm-hmm. I have to be honest, y'all, I was dead when they were talking about being student council president or whatever the fuck. And the white lady was like, I mean, but only one of us won. And Heavenly was like, cause you white. <laughs> 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 with a straight ass face. <laughs> I'm a you know what? Heavenly is crazy. I would I, I keep saying that because it is true. But there are certain things about Heavenly that I kind of see in myself because that would be some shit that I would do. <laughs> like you try to flex and I don't like that shit. I'm a, I'm a burst your bubble. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I'm working on myself. Maybe I need to go and chain chomp my life. No, friend, no because no. <laughs> no, because then it would be um, chain chomp. Get me out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. Well, yeah. but not necessarily. I mean, she is somebody me ma. So it's not like I mean, I'm not going to box her. But knowing me, I probably bring somebody who would. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. I would say, listen, need us <laughs> in the group chat last night. <laughs> listen, I can see it now. I gotta get the goddamn bell money to get Nikki ass out of jail because she done punched the young. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not taking Candace. You know, I'm not taking either one. I don't trust them. I probably take Bree. But then Bria cussed. Oh, never mind. The whole idea is bad. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea is bad. Throw it Throw away. The whole idea away. Throw it away. <laughs> Throw it away. Um, but the the outing was interesting. But you could tell there was some. But I don't blame her. I don't. I don't like how that white lady was trying to flex. Yeah. Throughout the conversation, it was like you can have a heaping cup of shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um. But I thought it was interesting when they it's, were. When you, it reminded me, like, I don't know, like, I've been in instances of that where it's like my 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 friend has some friends that I don't know, um, and they bring them around and they try to, like, I don't, I don't know, like, flex the friendship or flex the memories. And it's like, well, bitch, like, it's good that y'all have history and all, but, I mean, you can, shut, like you said, you can have a heap of shut the fuck up. Like, we all friendly around this motherfucker. Right. It's like, Guess who don't care? Right. <laughs> guy. Exactly. Like you right. put yo, little put a little yo, too much sauce on that. Right. Your, friend, your friendship with all mutual friends ain't got <laughs> shit to do with me. Okay, because this is a one like she don't talk to y'all that often. We see the bitch all the time. So what's right. really tea? Right. 
It's like y'all got history, but we see heavenly all the time. So like, what is what is you saying? All right, and that's why you look like an old honey bun in the face now. Anyway, <laughs> um, I did think it was interesting when Heavenly was like, "Do y'all like the person that Doctor Heavenly is?" And everybody was like, "Yeah," you know. Yeah. But Doctor Jackie and Doctor uh, Overbite, being that they are with her more, they were like, "She could be a little softer. Like she could be better in her approach." But we like the person underneath. I said, "Well, that's fair." Yeah, I will hope you like her because you your asses came to Miami with them. One of y'all sleeping in the same bed with the crazy bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that y'all <laughs> are fond of her. Uh, so to wrap things up real quick, Doctor Contessa had her surgery. Um, Friends up for Doctor Contessa. Well, I mean, this has already happened. We know she's okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that whole thing that that should move fast. I was like, yeah, I didn't re- like I said, and I said this when uh, maybe it was last week. The access, like the difference in because I've heard of this surgery and it not going that fast, the recovery not being that, not being able to go home definitely the same night, not having big scars. So it's very interesting to see the different levels of access of what you can get in healthcare, even when you do an elective surgery. But oh, yeah. we only saw a snippet of it because it was at the end of the episode, and you know, Dr. Scott was there with her. Um, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll get more of that on the next episode. And um, they were recording it, and they did a little video, and Dr. Contessa was kind of explaining, I guess, for the kids to see when they get older that she was doing this so that she could be there to see them grow up and not have to worry as much because i don't think it's a zero sum when you get a mastectomy as far as um getting away from breast cancer but yeah I, yeah the doctor said it wasn't yeah, it wasn't 100 but it was a good it was um yeah it was good for the it's a, it's a significant difference yeah so we'll see more on the next episode and that was pretty much it for married to medicine so what did I say was next? Black Ink Crew? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Black Ink Crew episode five, hot dog water and abandoned buildings. Mm. Um I want to start the fucking idiot. Wait, I want to start with this. Because they took another line from Teddy and they made it the show title again. And I have a problem with that because his lines are not that good. And I've, I like they act like Teddy is me. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy don't have the range. He don't. Funky bitch, old Care Bear looking at some bitch. But anyway, um, stick to sitting his fat ass on that couch, trying to get some pussy and not be titling these goddamn episodes. You know that to that couch stink. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Whew. That kind of smell like cheese and old shoes. It sure does. It smells like a gym bag. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With expensive cologne sprayed on top. But you're talking expensive cologne. Brute, nigga. Brute. I feel like when he goes to the shop to try to get pussy, he like borrows some of Caesar's cologne. Because yeah, while Caesar goes- is, is raggedy, he also like he's a flex for the gram type nigga, so you know he got expensive shit. 
we need you, to. I, I have I have an issue with how they they was zooming all up in on this nigga's face. Oh, we'll that. get there. We'll get there. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah. First and foremost, just to reiterate, they was really beating the fuck out of Herb. I'm sorry. <laughs> they beat his ass. Lord have mercy. They beat his ass all across the street and everything. <laughs> they beat the accent out that nigga. He was speaking real clear after that. Like, oh, God. They beat his ass. You know Ooh. what it reminded me of? You know, in them nature uh, shows when they show like um, some ants attacking like a roach or something. <laughs> oh, you know what, like, what it reminds me of? There was this there's this video where this um this wasp breaks and in, goes into this into this um beehive and kills one of the bees. So all oh, the worker bees surround them. Oh yeah, the bees fucked them up. They fucked that they cooked that wasp up. That's what it was Quickly, like. too. Wasn't it in like 20 seconds? They fucked mm-hmm. his ass up. Yep. I was yep. like, damn, damn, nature, you scary. And damn Herb, you got your ass beat. Who <laughs> he got his that ass was that energy. beat. Even Elliot, when they re-showed it, I saw I, even Elliot was trying to get a piece. Listen, everybody was trying to beat that nigga ass. Everybody. Well, I, Walt was doing a lot of hollering, but he and took his shirt off for no reason. And I'm like, but you didn't do nothing. Yeah, and that's why I said last week, uh, well, like, Walt tried, but Seas was the one that actually squared up and <laughs> knocked the fuck out of her. Listen, all I can say, I didn't see Walt, and I heard him, but I didn't yeah. see him in any of the frames when they was beating Herb's ass. That's because he needed a rest from all that goddamn shouting. Well, he punched my sister in the face! Yeah, because you know what, when I'm watching it back, Oh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was C's, but yeah, yeah but it was, was actually a walk. And that's why I said, like, um, Herb had said, Walk, you want to fight? C's was the one that actually he, he didn't do no talking, he just squared up and knocked the fuck out there. That's because C's know that Walt would have got rocked and socked, <laughs> correct? Correct. I, I know what that was because <laughs> whenever somebody be like, You want to square up, and somebody friends step in, that's how you know that the other person don't know how to fight, mm-hmm. or at the very least. The friend is not confident in their abilities. <laughs> um, but like side, I was saying they started doing this thing where they were centering C's. And he was doing all this heavy breathing, and I'm like, yeah, they acting like he the one that got punched in the face. They was acting like this nigga was about to have an anxiety attack, and I didn't like that shit. Right. I'm like, is he about to be passed out on the beach like Alex too? Like. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, why are you zooming in on C's like that? Like this show isn't aired in the goddamn evening, and people aren't eating their food while this show is on. Listen, because C's look like he he looked like a pot of pork and beans. I just I don't know. You fucked my high up. Well, I don't appreciate that shit. You know, like you know, like when you baking some chicken in the oven and shit, and that damn that damn grease piled up in the corners and shit, and your on your pan. You know what he looked he looked like when when you when you cooking a hamburger in a in a fucked up pan. And it, it's kind of like, no matter what, there's like that residue at the bottom. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> he looked like the dripping. <laughs> like with the residue too, like you scrape with your. Yeah, when you gotta scrape that shit with the little plastic thing that come with it from the George Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, they were Caesaring him, and I'm Caesaring him. <laughs> 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 Ooh, you are doing amazing, friend. <laughs> I don't know. My shit is all fucked up this week. Uh, they were centering him, and I thought that that shit was weird. Okay, 
So, but as they were walking into the house, this is the evidence that I was saying last week. Donna definitely got work done. Le that that that, oh, that is that is actually the first note, like from like when she was in there with Caesar, she turned around. I was like, oh my! Exactly. I was like, I was like, look from behind. I'll be like, I'll be like Donna, goddamn! And then when she turned around, and smiled, I'd be like, God damn. Yeah, then she turn around, you see who it is, and it's like, I thought I smelled cottage cheese. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like an amplifier. Um, so what else? But yeah, she definitely oh. got work done. Was, Good oh, work, I thought, yes. in my yes. opinion, because compared to how she was shaped last week, I mean, last season, she she went, she went, definitely got some good work done. Yes, um, she, when, when they did that, that little kickback shit with Black King Chicago and Charmaine was at the table. You know, she got that information yeah. from her real quick. They probably got a two-for-one special. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the, everybody was riled up and Sky was trying to run outside and fight with bottles in hand. The police showed up and for some reason, somehow, way, Kitty was the voice of reason. I swear this shit was a Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> they was doing, they was putting way too much on this shit. Like, they was like, they, they, these niggas was really acting like they was gonna go in and kill this guy or some yeah, shit. Yeah, see how get my strap. And it's like, nigga, when you gonna shoot somebody while they film it? Are you stupid? You, I you think that's when the producer. That's when the producer stepped in. Like, yeah. nigga, you got even too the much producer was like, "Now I will say this." Her, did, her did even after he got his ass beat. Her did keep coming back and trying to fight, but he did until somebody came out there with something. His ass ran away. Mm -hmm. But I would say this: that producer. I, I, listen, I know self-preservation when I see it. Yep. You know what? This this reminds me of a Kanigasi theory I got. That producer um, was like, you have too much to lose, a.k.a. don't fuck this show up because this is my job, you stupid black bitch. <laughs> uh, this, you remember back in Chicago when they got Junior the fuck out of there? I think, because I don't, I don't think it was just a fight. I think it was also because, you know, shit was getting a little dicey. And remember, Rashid had gotten his ass beat the year before. Because remember, Ryan and Rachel jumped his ass. And then Scott was going crazy on him. And then he saw Junior turning up. And he's like, Junior's a trained fighter. Oh, no, I'm not going to have this nigga beating my ass on this shit, on this series. Because they got him out quick. Yeah, well, that was Maybe. also. I mean, he that was he also was Reese like, being a piece of bitch, lying white woman. Yeah, but yeah, that was Reese being a piece of bitch. But that was also um, Junior turning into a Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, he was fighting. Yeah. Listen, because if you start beating security's ass, absolutely, you have to go. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, when normally when you when you got like a real drunk friend and they're they're combative like that, you don't put a bunch of people around them. You isolate them. Like, and Ryan seemed to be seemed to be cooling them out until. They brought the cameras and then they brought the production and they brought the security and then Junior turned up again and punched Ryan in the face and shit. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but at the same time, I can see it from the other side being like, I this is a TV show and I am a producer. How, why would I not film this? This is good TV. Yo, Ryan be getting punched in the face a lot. He do. There that's, was, probably there was... he, that's probably why he started working out. So, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Real quick. Um, now I was listening to whichever episode that was, and Jeremy was saying, you know, this is we know that this has been kind of a Ryan Henry Stan podcast just for this past season. But 
I'm gonna have to say this because I follow Ryan on IG, and I'm gonna have to say fuck him because some of the stuff that he's been posting lately and kind of like being in defense of Kanye and all the stupid shit that he's been doing. Oh, nigga. No, you can't root for niggas for too long. And there was Uh, something else that he said that we talked about in the group chat, and I can't remember what it is now. So he he he's recently done two things on his Instagram that got me side eyeing the fuck out of him. So, like you said, you can't. But that's why I said we do a season by season. We don't just blindly stand because they will disappoint you in the in a manner of minutes. Especially <laughs> minutes. As soon as the Instagram feed refresh, you'd be like motherfucker. But anyway, we, that's why I stay off of Instagram because I'm not. Get, let's get back on track. Um. But yeah, Ryan began punching the face a lot. That nigga had some. I I know it was one of those episodes. He had some concealer on during the confessional because I'm like, this dude got a shiner. Well, good luck, Ryan. <laughs> um, let's go back to New York though. Yeah. So they was really putting a lot on that shit. Yeah, I mean they were doing a lot. Like they were trying to hype it up, and it's like even we'll get there. Because because you you know that wasn't the first time Sky got. Anyway, yeah, <clears throat> so we go back to New York and Melody rolls up on her bike, <laughs> and you see that there's this big what's I want to do? Do they still got that RV? Mm, who knows? That ain't even saying I was just genuinely curious. Who knows? I, I feel like they, there were squatters in that RV, yeah, it was them. <laughs> Like, like that RV did not have an owner, right? Because it was them <laughs> squatting in there. That's why none of the shit worked, right? There was no anyway. Um, so there was a big sign for Puma Shop. I don't remember the name of it. Art to Ink. There you go. And Melody was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Y'all are wrong as fuck for hanging that sign out." And of course they threw a party. So of course they took advantage of young baby and a dumbass. Yeah. Um, she called them there to help work, which made no sense to me. Again, I would have been, I would have called Caesar and been like, if you wanted this shop opening, you should have, you should have scheduled employees to work. I am not doing this shit by myself. But she didn't because she's I'd put my phone on D and D. Right. I, she did she, she, she put it on she, she solicited help from Instagram, but them two them two were the niggas that rolled up right. with oh shit and Puma and then right. they brought tattoo artists, but then they threw a party with strippers and all kinds of shit, told the shop up, put that sign out there, and uh I just was like, Wow, could you be dumber? Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna put too much on Babe because she did just have a kid, and these stupid ass niggas did just call her in when her child's not even like a month old or whatever. So she ain't getting no sleep at the crib. I mean, no, nah, she's still dumb. That was stupid. <laughs> that was a dumb idea. I mean, she's not she's not that bright, but she's also sleep deprived. I mean, I, I, mm, I mean, I mean, was it dumb? Yes, but. I I feel like I feel like I, whether she had a baby or not, she would have done that. So, well, yeah, I wouldn't even bring it in the baby. I was just gonna say, was it was it the best idea? No, but 
I the, people the, over her, the people over her are dumber because why the fuck would you even right. do do that shit? So it's like, was May stupid for doing that? Yeah, but that's that's Caesar's fault, and he and especially this one. So he got all the karma that he deserves. So you know what? Exactly. Yeah, because we'll so get familiar. there. We'll get there. Um. So they we go back to New Orleans, and Sky and um. Teddy bitch ass and sees you know they still hyping each other up and Sky's like oh my god let the shit go already like I did put my hands on him first and I was a little surprised that she admitted that like clearly we saw it it was on camera but it's different for somebody to be like the shit was basically my well she didn't say it was her fault but she did admit I put my hands on him first and then well, also also with Sky so <clears throat> Well, cause right. Sky's a crazy bitch, but she likes to be the crazy bitch. So it's like when shit gets a little too listen, and she definitely got out crazy. <laughs> yeah. Out hands. Well, that's all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Again, her, her only, again, her only are Raw Ali, and that don't count. I was gonna say there's only one Raw Ali. Everybody else is not Raw Ali. Mm. Um but somehow she ended up being the voice of reason again. And I was like, that just lets you know how stupid C's and Teddy are. Cool. I have a, I have an issue with 2018 being the year of raggedy ass people being the voice of reason. Like, we got to get that shit together. Well, I mean, you, it's a, I don't know. Raggedy is as raggedy does. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the raggedy. Like, it, it's skies being the voice of reason fucking before love and hip-hop went in the trash monice was being the voice of reason van was being the voice of reason what the fuck is going on with these crazy with these messy ass people being the voice of reason in these in these stupid situations that shouldn't be happening to begin with because everybody else is stupider right <laughs> you know it's the is what's it what's the saying um it's the lesser of two dummies <laughs> so, so that should be a show title. <laughs> I wrote it down. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kitty comes, and we find out that she she was doing investigation to figure out who vandalized the shop, and we learned that somebody did recognize the people who were vandalizing the shop. Turns out it's a rival tattoo shop that Herb either used to work for or works for now. I think and used to. Essentially, what they're saying is Herb was a mole and gave them the information that they needed to be able to get in there and vandalize the place and steal all the alcohol. And I have to say that because alcohol is expensive. And so for you to clear an entire bar of alcohol. Whew, and you know, these niggas so it wasn't cheap alcohol. Right. You know it wasn't cheap alcohol because they like to fuck off money, which I guess you can do when Big Fish is probably sponsoring 75% of the shit, if not more. But still, like mm-hmm. that's still, you know, some that's still a check somebody like that's that's a loss somebody has to eat. Um so just he was acting like he had to pay for that shit. Right. And just to fast forward, so of course C's blames Alex because he was like, who the fuck interviewed him? And uh, Sky was like, I think it was Alex that hired him. So put a pin in that. We'll get back to that. 
So, you know, like, I, I blame C's for this one too, because you're the fucking owner. You're the owner. You're the owner, and you have two shop managers, Tati and uh, and uh, yeah. oh shit, no. three shop managers. We it is Ted is supposed to be VP of operations, Sky oh. shop manager, Tati is shop manager, Walt and the assistant shop manager. Right. So why? Did no we'll get that put a pin in it? We'll get that. Well, I'm just saying, like, why did nobody who has a manager title do the actual hiring? Because they stupid. Correct. So we go back to New York finally. Cause because uh what's her name? Kitty was like, We were supposed to go back this day, but I moved it, I moved the flight <clears> today <throat> so that everybody will have more time to calm down. Listen, I Kitty need to be. I think you said this last week. Kitty need to be the goddamn manager. She doing more work than I've seen anybody else goddamn do. She doing she all the work, from what I can see. Nobody I mean, she's else stupid, is, but she got some common sense, right? Just hire somebody else to do the books because we know the bitch don't know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> but she can clearly she can manage. She can run stuff. Just you know, get a bookkeeper. That shit will never not make me laugh. <laughs> Because I knew it. I fucking knew it. When they showed that shit, I said, watch this stupid bitch. Fuck the books up. Watch. And what the fuck happened? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep bringing it up. That shit that was so funny. That shit, I was like, watch. I said, put put money on it. I bet you she fucked them books up. And what happened? She don't know, she don't know nothing about nobody's QuickBooks or Excel spreadsheets or nothing. They got QuickBooks for dummies. Like, Kenny, what did you do? I just like, QuickBooks for dummies, dummies. Like, anyway, don't even get my blood pressure. I'm talking about that shit no more because that's stupid as hell. I'm like, how the fuck do you not pending transactions? Like, girl, that's like bookkeeping one on one. What the fuck is you even doing? Anyway, um, so they go back to New York and. Sky adopted a dog. She wanted her a soft and cuddly. And I said, that's an interesting contrast to the hard and fast punch that you got while you was in New York, New Orleans. Mm. Um, and that, some sense into her. And that wig that Sky had on, that crunk and bee wig. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl. Because <laughs> if that shit wasn't from the goodies video. <laughs> Hold on, was was Sky checked out by a neurologist because she might be displaying some concussion symptoms or something? Listen, Listen she in the CTE protocol. I just, ooh, mm. I want to know who was responsible. Elliot, did you sign off on that? So stupid. So we go back to the shop, and um. So, of course, Melody knew what Young Bay did, and um, what's her name? Donna came in there looking the fuck terrible. Yeah, Donna and Alice that came back early With that week, and Sky came in, and they told Sky, Young Bay told Sky. So then C's comes in, and um, immediately he got smoke for Alex about the whole herb situation. Right, Alex and came back and was listen, doing the tattoo. That nigga Alex turned into a sassy black Pokemon. He was like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. That I nigga have, turned into Jinx. Yeah, he was like, I have family issues, and that trumps any shop shit. Now, right. I'm gonna be in the back if you need me. Holla. Right. 
I was and, already in, I was already in the back working something that none of y'all motherfuckers do. Listen, because y'all ain't did shit since y'all since we had that tattoo convention in the shop when it <laughs> opened. That's the most work any of y'all have done, and that only applies to the actual tattoo artists and Kitty. Because Correct. Kitty had to train them so that they could have a <clears throat> shop up and running. Um, so yeah, Alex Sashay back to the back. Listen, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was like, you know what, Alex? I I I, I champion you in this moment because listen, let me tell you something. Caesar, your goddamn car muffalo lip face ass. How the fuck? The, I, Looking like a used oil filter. The, <laughs> so you know what he looked like? <laughs> Caesar, Caesar looked like if uh, Grimace from McDonald's got weight loss surgery. And then fell asleep in a tanner bed. Fell asleep. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so then Caesar... Uh, he flips the couch and then he sees the, the flyer. But hold on, hold on. Did y'all see the way Walt scurried like a little roach when Caesar <laughs> the couch? So he went to the door. <laughs> he scurried to that door. And he was the only one. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Walt acts like he's been punched in the face by Caesar before. Listen, that was definitely PTSD. <laughs> PTSD jumped out. Mm. Um, and so then Caesar sees the fly flyer on the floor. He realizes he's young Bay has to confess that she had Puma and uh oh shit in the shop. So Caesar starts blowing the gasket again. Um, so that was that, and then they cut to <sighs> Teddy and Tati, they go out to mm-hmm. worthless ass bitches. That shit made me nauseous. Listen, and I think the shit. There were a couple of things that I was not going to talk about this at all, but there was uh, there were some things in in that scene that I could not ignore because his stupid ass was like, "Oh, I like Tati because she's not a drama queen," and I'm like, after all of that shit that she did in New Orleans, you saying she's not a drama queen? And you sound like a typical stupid ass nigga. Oh, I like Latinas. They feisty and all this other shit. I'm just like, and I have to call a spade a spade. Tati is not even pretty. The bitch looked like a knee. She looked like a new. She looked like a pigeon. <laughs> hey, she looked like she looked like Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a good looking pigeon. <laughs> she looked like a regular ass pigeon that shit on your hand when you're trying to punch in the gate code to get to your house. <laughs> she looked like if, if, if Pidgeotto lived in a meth lab. Right. She looked like if Pidgeotto was on food stamps. Like <laughs> Pokey Wicks. <laughs> Pidgeotto, you sold the goddamn food stamps again. <laughs> Pokey stamps. Pokey stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me. I just, I was like, you know what? I was like, like, Teddy, like Teddy act like Teddy act like Tati looked like Erica Mena or something. I was like, nigga, what? What? And she's not bad on the eyes. Yes, she is. <laughs> the fuck? 
fuck is you saying? Well, when you well when you desperate for again, Teddy, at, are like, you drinking Tennessee Black? When, like we not gonna act like Tati don't look like one of them Guy Fox masks from um, <laughs> what's that movie? Vigilante V for Vigilante or whatever V for something. Yo, you know what you know what Tati looked like? She looked like Rorschach. Uh, mm. Tati <laughs> looked like. Tati looked like one of the Zoras from Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah, she looked like Zelda. The, all right. <laughs> all right. Link! <laughs> but I was just so disgusted. Teddy talking about you not a drama queen. It's like, well, it would it, it would take a drama queen to not have the self-awareness to realize a drama queen because, Teddy, you want to. But you know what? It's double-sided because then she goes on to say that all of the rumors about him being a player and all that shit are not true because he's sweet and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this revisionist history again because did did you or did you not get your ass beat because the girl that he was fucking while he was pushing up on you got jealous and beat the dog shit out of you? But now all of a sudden he not a player because he blowing smoke up your ass. I'm like y'all deserve each other because y'all two stupid ass motherfuckers. Two pieces of bitch. And two you put them together. You put them together and you still don't get a whole bitch. I was about to say two pieces of bitch. When you put them together, they still like three fourths. Not even three fourths. Well, like three eighths. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad. That's Teddy Wakes. That's Teddy Wakes. <laughs> It was all stupid. Then they played a, 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 a game of pool so that he could get a kiss. And I was like, what is this, love and basketball? I'll play you for your heart. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Y'all are grown. Either y'all gonna do the shit or you not. That pool game looked disgusting. Everything looked disgusting. I'm sure that everything in there smelled nasty. Um, Speaking of smelling nasty, so Donna ghosted when she was supposed to be there for Alex, because something going on with Alex's father, I I didn't pay attention. I didn't write down the exact um the exact medical condition. Something, I think it's something with his heart or some shit like that. Pulmonary. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he had real bad uh blockage, like um, what's yeah, it called? yeah, artery blockage. Um, shit, I forgot the name of it. But anyway, he was like, you know, I'm getting surgery in two days, and they crying. Um. And and Alex asked Donna to be there for the surgery. She, of course, did not show up. He tried to call her while he was there with his son. Of course, she did not answer. But it seems like Alex's father pulled through the surgery okay. The lasting effects, we don't know, obviously, because there's a possibility that, you know, the surgery is not going to remedy whatever the issues are, you know, as far as, um, damn, I cannot remember the word. I think it was COPD. No, I think I thought C C P D uh CPO. I thought that was like a lung thing. I don't know. It, I could be it, wrong. It, I do remember it was something pulmonary. Yeah, pulmonary that's is that. that's heart. Like that's your circulatory system. And the block, I cannot remember. Anyway. Um let's see. So then we go back to the shop, and I don't know what C's was doing being sees i guess oh shit comes in the shop and i guess he determined he gonna get him a vh1 check because he was in there 
taking art off the wall and Caesar's like what is you even doing and then they have that little fake fight and I'm gonna call it a fake fight because after I've seen the way Caesar knows how to square up against Herb you're not gonna tell me that was a real fight he was having with oh shit nah nope absolutely not um and then they were rolling all the bean footage back on oh shit because Caesar's like you didn't hurt me for the last time and I'm like, but y'all conveniently left the part out from last season when y'all were disrespecting him and his baby mama and his mm-hmm. baby to his face, mm-hmm. which was what prompted him to exit the shop in the first fucking place. Mm-hmm. Revisionist history. I'm like, y'all just conveniently left that part out, even if it's unbalanced and and C's has done more for oh shit than not. Like, we're not gonna act like there weren't factors that led up to what he was doing. Even if Caesar wasn't directly responsible, like he wasn't the one actually doing the shit, the motherfuckers in the shop that you run were doing it. Like that's like if somebody do something to me at work, um, yeah, they're responsible, but guess who else is responsible? Our collective manager, because that is how chains of command work. You have that responsibility for the group. That's why you're the manager. You have the title. And if you're lucky, you have you get the money. Uh, so that was that. They had that fake fight, and then oh shit was pouring his heart out. And Seas was basically like, fuck you. And then uh I guess it was a preview of the next episode. So Young Bay is trying to get over, you know, help. Caesar get over what she did which I'm like I would just leave the shit alone because if he didn't fire you at the time then I, to me it wasn't a big deal like not that, it, not that it wasn't a big deal but you can tell it wasn't something that he gonna concentrate on and he because and so she's like oh I'm gonna have a little barbecue I'm gonna do something nice for Caesar to help him get over it and I'm just like this has the opposite effect because I don't know if y'all saw that meat that was on that grill. She did not defrost those burgers before she put them on the grill. That was not burger. I don't know. It looked like whatever it was, it was frozen and that it wasn't. Looked, I don't know if that was rhinoceros meat. <laughs> <laughs> like with a rhinoceros shaving. I don't know if that was elephant flanks. I don't know what that was. That was not beef. That was not beef and it was not turkey. I don't know what the, that shit literally looked like. She got it out the middle of the road and plucked it and put it on the grill. And when they yeah. were like, they were like, what is that? She was like, it does look a little gray, huh? I'm like, yes, girl, meat is not supposed to be gray. And the patties were all thin and then she couldn't flip them. I'm like, you can't cook either, girl. Why is you barbecuing if you don't know how to cook? The way she was rolling them hot dogs around on, <laughs> on that grill. Oh, I was like, so you just continuing to show us that you are not smart. Bless her um, heart. And then we see again from the preview. And we'll apparently this is going to be a storyline. They go back inside because she's still trying to convince Caesar. He's like, I'm not talking to you right now. Again, I'm like, if you would have just left it at that, like, take that as a win. Him not talking to you versus you fired. When everybody was like, he is going to fire you for doing this shit. And he was just like, I'm not talking to you right now. But because Young Bay well, is stupid. Well, perhaps maybe his stupid ass realized that he had no business 
leaving, leaving a yeah. woman who just gave birth to run his fucking shop with no assistance. Well, even Simon, if she, giving him too, too, too much. Yeah, even if she had just had birth, one person trying to run the shop by themselves is too much. How am I going to run the shop if I'm in the back doing doing tattoos? Who going to run the shop while I'm in the back? Yeah, um, we know C's ain't got that much self-reflection, so none. In fact, I, I will say C's is stressing out over this New Orleans shop like it's his money. Well, that's, I mean, that's just like the feeling I'm getting from him. Like he he has some, like he had an investor, he has some cash coming in, and that shit didn't come in, and and now he's. I mean, but that well, because I think <clears throat> we we what we have to understand we know that big fish plays a big part in a lot of this stuff but i don't think big fish does anything when the cameras are not rolling and that shop was put together while the cameras were not rolling yeah so i feel like yeah it would have been his own endeavor and then you bring the cameras in once the shit is already done because they we didn't see anything about him setting up meetings and we didn't see the shit like on chicago when at least we saw the meeting when ryan went to go get the lease again for um that's why you stress because he fucked it up <laughs> right because i feel like when they I, was building the shop right i feel like that party he was mad and firing people because that was his actual money that probably was before the big fish check started coming in for the season yeah. <laughs> He like I done went down to the motherfucking piggly wiggly. <laughs> that nigga said I'm in half a mil. <laughs> Y'all fired. Right. Um. But yeah. So to end, Young Bay is like, oh, I'm trying to fix this uh, wrong, and she has hired a new, uh, seemingly unstable receptionist as an apology, and I'm confused because the girl popped out of the box and was like what's up bitches and i'm like this is not how you make a first impression on new employers and and co-workers but we're gonna see and it looks like jada is not done she gonna be having she gonna be in her feelings because they didn't hire the new receptionist even though she quit so we're gonna see what happens next episode correct um and so i guess now we can end with growing up hip-hop atlanta so I don't know if we said this on the show. I can't remember, but Jeremy and I were laughing because we realized we missed an entire season of growing up hip hop. <laughs> yes, a whole ass season. Like the season aired from Mar from May to August, and we missed the entire thing. I don't know how that happened. I didn't see anybody talking about it on the timeline ever. You know, I think Atlanta is the only one that people talk about. I was. That I was going to look it up, and I'm like, wait, I thought the shit just started. What are we talking about? Episode eleven. Well, no, I'm talking about the original growing up hip hop because it's growing up hip hop, which is a whole different cast, and then it's growing up hip hop Atlanta. We missed the season of the original growing up hip hop with like Romeo, little Romeo on the cast. We missed the entire season that ran this summer. But anyway, growing up hip hop Atlanta, we are not missing. So, but I don't know how they're doing this because on the site they're billing this as season two, episode eleven, instead of season three, episode one. Um, so I don't know what that's about. Mm, good luck, everybody. Right. <clears throat> so to get things started, Bow Wow has a new girlfriend who is fine as fuck. She is. She doesn't seem that bright, but Bow Wow. Well, I mean, she's. Bright. I'm out. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, she's with him, so you know. And uh, apparently, the girlfriend is 
halfway living in the quote unquote Moss Mansion. And I'm like, but ain't that your mama's house? So I was a little yeah. confused by that. Um, and I will say this whatever Bow Wow was going through mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it shows on his face. Yep. And how he and his his how he deals with people. Well, I mean, that doesn't really matter as far as physically, but I'm just saying the physical effects, you can see it in his face. Like his mama looked younger than he do. Yeah. Like whatever he's going through, those demons and whatever, like that shit is is wearing on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to his mama because she said something in her confessional. She was, you know, talking about the new girlfriend and wanting to make sure that he not, I mean, that she's not like trying to be a gold digger, which at first or when I watched it, I was a little annoyed with that whole trope throughout the show. But then I realized it's like, as much as we clown Bow Wow, he is a rich celebrity. Yeah. Um, so and that is a real concern. Yeah. And then also it's because also it's like his mama, you know, his mama was one of the, cause I think Candace said this before, like his mama was one of the few good momagers like throughout his career so his, it, it yeah. make sense. Candace said it um his mom is the reason why he not broke right because she's right. like what you're not gonna do is blow through all this money <laughs> correct correct so, so yeah it was at first it was kind of cringeworthy but it was like you know giving your mama it, it makes sense but then like when she interacted with the girl it seemed like you know what I, you know fair cook mama cook yeah I mean, she's trying to give her a fair chance while at the same time trying to size her up. So I'll give her that. Yeah. But she was saying in the confessional when she said that she doesn't want him depending on a woman for his happiness. Yeah. And I said, we need more of that. Like, we say right. that about women all the time. Like, don't be looking for a man or for children or for marriage to be the pinnacle of your happiness. But I think we discount how many men because they get overshadowed by overshadowed by all the fuck boys. But we discount how many men do the same thing. How many men are expecting a woman to come in and clean up their life and be the key to their happiness. And yeah, like, codependency has no gender. There you go. Yeah. That. Come on, Iyanla. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna call him Jeryanla. <laughs> Big knees van Zant. <laughs> there you go. Come on. Uh, so what else? What else? What else? Oh, <sighs> and then the Brad. Uh, yeah, well, I knew it. I do it. <laughs> I do not like the Brad, and it makes me sad because, like, I remember in nineteen what ninety or whatever year that was when the Brad came on the scene with JD, Funkified, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up on that shit, and to see her be a complete and utter dumbass in the year of our Lord twenty eighteen, I'm just like the Brad. It, it, it pains you to see the Brad being the bozo, right? The fool, <laughs> the jester, the dummy. Mm-hmm. But every time I feel like every time the brat open her mouth, it is haterade. I I just feel like she she just a hater. She got a Cause hater she, spirit. Cause she cause she's so stressed that she on probation. But it's like that's you, beloved. You have well, no, because in that conversation she had with um with Deb Atney, she said she's not on probation anymore after mm. seven years. Mm. I thought that was a preview. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think that was a preview. 
Like I later thought, on in the season. I thought that was that comment because she sat down with Deb Atney at the at, during this episode. I thought it might have been. It might have been. Either way. Yeah. We this is pre pre filmed, so we know she's not on probation anymore. Right. right. But I don't. But do you still owe that girl that money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hard hitting questions. Relevant. I just feel <clears> like. You know, every time she opens her mouth, it's full of hate. Whether she has a salient point or not, she her delivery is so hater. shitty. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, the brat is getting glammed up for something. Her, the, the, her, it don't the matter. Radio it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm not giving them no shine because the brat is a hater. Yeah. Well, it also is, you know. Mm. And so then JD shows up. Looking like Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> done went to the Versace store, but anyway, yeah. Um, and he's like, Oh, I'm doing something big, I'm doing this so so deaf reunion tour. And the brat was rolling, she was listing all the acts, and she was like, Why is Bow Wow not on there? And y'all let me know, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna throw it to y'all, JD's reasoning for not having Bow Wow. On the list made no it sense to me. Was it was the fuck stupid? Okay, I was just making it was sure it fuck, wasn't me. It was the fuck stupid because it made no sense. Because he was like, and he was like, Bow Wow's music isn't really for the the his music and his fans don't really fit the vibe. It's like nigga, Bow Wow been doing music since he was like fucking five. Like but, the niggas like thirty one now. Like his crew, like grown people that grew up with this nigga is around his age or maybe a little bit lower. They know escape music too. They know um bone crusher music too. They know the brat music too. They know your music too. Like, come the fuck on. Just say you don't like how Bow Wow been acting since the you know last season or whatever, and you want to be petty and not have him on the tour because that that justification made no fucking sense. None. Because whether his age range of fans and him notwithstanding, his music was out at the same time as all the other acts. Correct. Even the even the brat, who again has a point like every blue moon, was like yeah. so he so was, deaf is is bow wow. Like when they yeah. think of so so deaf, you think of bow wow. Exactly. When you say so so deaf, you think of bow wow and you think of JD. Right. And if you know a little bit more, or if you have a better memory, you might remember. Oh, Escape was on there too. Right. Or Jagged Edge. Or, or shit. Even the brat. Or the brat. Right. Shit, I didn't even know Bone Crusher was so so deaf. So yeah. <laughs> that would have been a surprise to me. <laughs> and some of them other names that they were that they were listing, I was like, I didn't know these niggas was so so deaf. <laughs> right. So I'm, but anybody with common sense is gonna be like, how are you gonna have a so so deaf reunion tour without Bow Wow? That does not make any fucking sense. But like you said, like I wish you would just stand up, stand up in your petty. Well, you know, gremlins are petty. <laughs> Well, you you're right. Le- leprechauns are petty. Correct. Um, we got the gold. He looked like that damn leprechaun from <laughs> the, the, the leprechaun in the hood. He that what he looked like. Yeah, he looked like he's always leaving his teeth in the goddamn car. <laughs> Simon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then Bow Wow's mama meets up with Bow Wow's girlfriend, which I don't remember her name. Akimi, Akeo, whatever. No, Akimi is uh, Monifa's daughter's name. What's Kimiko, her name? 
Oh, it was something with the I don't whatever, it don't matter. Yeah. She's fine. Um, That's all we need to know. Yeah, she's fine. I mean, she's marginally pretty in the face, but she does have a very nice body. Uh yeah. so they met up and they were sitting down having I don't know what they I don't think they were having anything. They were just talking. But I do have to say my Bawa Mama sounded a little foolish because she was asking her questions about their sex life like are y'all using protection but then when the girl is like we made a song and it's nasty her mom was like well i don't want to hear that and i'm like well girl well then what right like what is what's... is it like, what is, or is, is it one mic <laughs> right like what is literally um so that was that uh jd and dj hurricane daughters they sound oh keith Kiyomi, I think is her name. I have it. Yeah, they, Kiyomi, that's her name. Yeah. They sounded like some haters. Like that yeah. concern from his mama is one thing, but from them, they just sounded like some haters. Or like, oh, she an Instagram girl. Oh, oh, we're twerking. Oh, we're, I was, like, was like, I was girl. like, come on now. Like, I'm sure she's not doing nothing that y'all don't do. Well, the one girl, JD daughter, I'm sure she don't do that. But girl, you don't have the body for it. So let's call a spade a spade. Hello. Let's <laughs> walk in our truth. And the other one, I just feel like, like if you didn't have a girlfriend, you probably would be doing the same shit. Like, All right. And that's no shade because I'm like, what's wrong with twerking on the gram? Like, right. like she a grown titty woman, just like y'all grown titty women. Well, right. what? I mean, granted, the one DJ Hurricane daughter is a reduced titty woman, but still a grown titty woman. Right. So it's like, I, mm. so yeah, they sounded the fuck stupid and hater haterish. Yeah, they, uh, they sounded like the brat. Yeah, so then we go to the st- so we're in the car with Bow Wow and Kiyomi, and I don't know what Bow Wow was on. Like, no, she was telling him that she met up with his mama and that she invited the mama to the studio, and he just like blew a gasket. I just that's what I was saying earlier. Like, whatever he's on, like I know that people. <sighs> It's one of those things where it's like it's something, and I think you know, people we talk about this all the time on the time. Like, just because you're going through something or there's something internally wrong with you, that don't give you the right to like lash out and treat people in any old kind of way just because you're going through. Like, I mean, not only that, but I just maybe I'm naive, but I'm just thinking to myself if I'm a music artist and I make a song, it's foolish for me to be like i don't want my mama to hear this freaky song that i did because it's like she's going to hear it some kind of way so it's like your mama drove forever like (laughs) right and so it's just like why would you be so ashamed that you did this you don't want to the point where you have an attitude with your girlfriend because you don't want your mama to hear the song that you doing as if somehow some way she just magically not gonna hear the shit right and so uh he you know having a bitch fit the mama show um, and so they in the studio now i will say this i did not disagree with any of bow wow's criticism of the girl while she was trying to lay down her verse because she sounded the fuck bad like it, it was no passion it, there was no conviction between her i don't her disagree words. but his delivery was shitty as fuck it could have been better, but I don't but, think it was as bad as she was making it. I 
I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. Like, and maybe it was just carry over from how he was acting in the car. Like, I because I think he was worse in the car. I, I think that I, I I put it like this. I didn't. I put it like this. Once his mama showed up and the way he was talking like that in front of his mama, just to me, I ain't like none of that shit. I didn't like none of his behavior from the car to the studio. And I thought while he had a point, like it's it's like we get on the brat for being for talking to you any old kind of way, but then you turn around and do the same thing to your girlfriend and in front of your mama. It just I, I just didn't like that shit. Yeah, I mean, we'll have we'll agree to disagree because I I mean I didn't think he said anything that was just so bad. Again, his his attitude that left a lot to be desired. I won't I won't take that away from him, but I think that there's a lot more factors that go into that than just this is my girlfriend and I'm talking to her some kind of way in front of my mom because I feel like he puts a lot of pressure on him and I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying I'm. I, this is a situation where I can kind of see it from multiple angles because I feel like he is putting a lot of pressure on himself for this to be like a comeback album. And so I can see somebody being like, you not putting your heart into it. You know why? Because it kind of reminds me of four and DJ on what's his name? Not DJ on the track. <laughs> 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 London on the track. London, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. <laughs> That's gonna be my stage name. <laughs> what you DJ of? Nothing. Biggie <laughs> on the track. I'm gonna be DJ of snacks. <laughs> DJ 57. There you go. There you go. But yeah, um, but yeah, left a lot to be desired, and his mama was like. Um, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, left. So I felt like you know that gave him what he needed because he was just like, okay. So anyway, we go. We fast forward. He was in the in the allegedly in the studio all night yeah. working on his music. Um, he go home and the girlfriend being dumb, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. And she's like, you didn't tell me you was working with another female artist and i'm like huh i feel like i i feel like had she just dropped that and not brought that up but been like yo i do feel the way about you being out all goddamn night and not talking to me i feel like that would have been Cause that basically was her issue, but the the working with a female artist shit. I'm like, girl, you write without that shit. Well, you right. got a point without that shit. Like, well, what are you doing? Cause listen, she said that, and I was like, okay, Lyrica. Uh, hello, that's the first person. Or um, shit, um, Nikki. Right. I'm just like, I I don't know. I don't understand heterosexual dynamics. Cause you definitely look the fuck stupid saying that shit to an established artist. It might be one thing to say that to a brand new artist or a nigga you haven't been with that long, which I don't know how long they've been together, but an established artist, somebody who has been making music since he was like 11, you sound the fuck stupid. You didn't tell yeah. me you was working with a female artist. Girl, You what? Yeah. I don't, why are you clocking somebody on who they're working with when you... You you don't work with them like that, right? Yeah. But again, I feel like she was just again. Had she just been like, "Yo, like you, my man," I would like to know where my man been out all goddamn night without 
Talking. And I don't I don't remember the specifics because I'm not 100% sure that he didn't tell her. I think she just had an issue regardless. I could be wrong on that, though. I don't think he did. But I'm not 100% sure that whether he told her or not where he was. But I feel like she was going to have that issue regardless because she feel like... And I'm like, you cannot get with the musician who's trying to make a comeback and expect no nine to five hours. Like... If you want to, if you want nine to five hours, you need a nine to five nigga. Yeah, I feel like he didn't know because we see in the previews and shit like this nigga, you know, in. Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, she sounded stupid to me. Um, I just feel like there's, I don't know, there's a lot of rules when you're the new piece of the puzzle. So I was confused by that. So then we find we uh he goes to some kind of get together with um JD's daughter and uh DJ Hurricane's daughter. I don't remember their names, I don't really care. Um so they you know they seemed okay in person. They seemed like they were like, okay, she seems okay. Um and the girl invites them to Miss Deb's is it a club, a lounge, whatever it is. She invites she invites her to the opening. But then we also hear because this is around the time when JD was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame that his daughter is like, I don't know if I'm gonna go. And she has a petty reason. Basically, she feels away because she feels like her dad didn't help her with her clothing line the way um DJ Hurricane helped his daughter. Oh, ouch. And so, I don't know. What do y'all think? Because she sounded stupid to me. I I was like, girl, talk to your damn dad and squash the shit and go with him to this big moment that he deserved. Like, stop being stupid. That's, what, that's how yeah. I felt. And I'm like, because not going is not going to get you what you want from him. So it's just like, why are you so all you're gonna do is make it worse by not going and not giving him that support? All right. And knowing how your daddy is. Right. But you know, she seems like she determined to be stupid in that in regard. So all I can say is good luck on that girl. Hopefully she don't not go because that will be I the just, fuck stupid. I just don't feel like that's gonna work in your favor. Right. Uh, knowing how petty your daddy is. I mean, but shit. Apple clearly didn't fall far from the tree because she just as petty. Hello. Um. So yeah, they're there, and then DJ Hurricane daughter go to talk to him, and um, she finds out that Johnny Blaze is performing, and clearly Johnny Blaze has <laughs> issues with multiple people. <laughs> and before the shit could even start off good, Johnny Blaze walked in, and she kind of spoke to the girl. Um, and then like before they could even get into the conversation, good Johnny Blaze was fighting. <laughs> she was over there blazing, and I was like, "What the? Fu-? I had to rewind it because I thought I missed something. Like, why is she fighting? But like, she I- just started randomly fighting the girl. 
like I felt like when the, when I when I when when it happened and I heard the glass break, I was like, "Shit! Did somebody did did Johnny did somebody throw throw the glass at Kiyomi or Ayana? That's the girl name." I'm like, "What happened?" Then it turned out like Johnny Blaze fighting across the whole goddamn. Well, <laughs> then we find out that it don't have nobody at the t it didn't have nothing to do with nobody at the table. She was fighting a whole different girl, right? I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like she literally, you just walked in. Didn't even get to perform. Miss Dad couldn't even get dressed. She had to right. come out there looking homely as fuck at her <laughs> own grand opening because you out there showing out. And Miss Dad just looking so. She was like, the, she was she looking just, so disappointed. So disappointed. So because because understandably the brat, so because the brat had just clock or well, tried to clock Miss Deb a little bit in the early episode like how many chances you gonna give this girl like you got a good heart but you a dummy and I'm like and you, know you know what, what? Brad? I, I feel like we said the same thing last season when <laughs> when Miss Deb had to go yank her back off the pole yeah <laughs> and yeah. we were like I mean yeah. on the one hand I get it like that's what you know when you're trying to get some money but at the, at the same time like girl what is you doing yeah yeah I don't, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell who she was fighting. Like I watched it twice, but they never really showed who she was fighting. They showed her going after the the people, but they, they didn't show. Yeah. They was already out. I think security had already escorted them out. The one time we, because I think they had moved Johnny to the back, and then Johnny ran back out and like threw some at the girls, but they yeah. was already outside. Yeah, she was all in the street. I want to fight. I want a motherfucking fight. She was like, "You want to see Johnny Blaze?" I'm gonna show you Johnny Blaze. Like, okay. <laughs> she sounded like she was on Cream Radio. I was expecting some bombs to go off. All right. <laughs> all right. And all I could think was just poor Deb Adney. Like she really has been trying to do everything to help this girl, and she just keep on being a dummy. And that was it. You know, we saw you know, kind of the previews and shit for the season. Um, Little Mama is not going to show up to the next episode, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to see what the fuck Little Mama got going on. Because it seemed like from the preview, she gonna be scrapping in a motherfucker. Yeah, she seemed like she got a mouth on her. Mm -hmm. But. I also felt like from the previews, like if I'm new and y'all just meeting me and you coming at me sideways asking me questions about shit that ain't your business, I might be the same way. Yeah. Like just because you meeting me in person, why the fuck you gonna ask me about some shit that happened in 2009? Right. That I've already was, got publicly dragged for. I done got publicly dragged for. I'm still a running joke for. There's still memes. <laughs> right. You know? We live in the age of memes. Right. And I mean, it's not that bad now. Like, I don't think it was ever like bad. Like people, well, I take that back. I'm not going to say that. But nobody is like, little mama is trash for doing that now. It was, just, it's, it was like a girl what you doing, mama, not it's a girl a, you trash and fuck you. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. Because it's a lot as, as shit. I fuck with little mama because I felt like she did an amazing job in that TLC movie. She did. Now the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Lil Mama was the highlight of that shit. Cause Lil Mama was the low light, the highlight, <laughs> the all, bright light, all of the lights. <laughs> shit, the check engine light. She was all right, the, the the prism. Shit, she was the moonlight, the daylight. <laughs> she was all the Sailor Moon Scouts. Um, cause the rest of that shit. Ooh, mm. what's the girl name? Demetria Kenny. Ooh. Mm. And uh, what's Kiki, Kiki Palmer is chilly. Ooh. Ooh, 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 talk ooh. about a gag. Ooh, and I don't mean in a good way. Ooh, mm. 
Mm. Talk about a drag. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I feel like, you know, give my give little mama a little bit of flowers. Like somehow she's she's stuck around all this time without like a real big Career. hit as far as music, but she's still here. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens next episode because I couldn't, I just it just felt like they was kind of fucking with her in a way she didn't appreciate and she let them know. All right. I was just gonna say we we finally get to see little Bawa and little Mama in the same. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they was hugging and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh look, it's two different people. And, and speaking about what I was kind of saying earlier, Curtis, it seemed like just from from them previews, seemed like he gonna start wilding again, which. I fully expect that. Yeah. If he wilding out when cameras are not rolling, like mm-hmm. these particular people, you already right. know. You're saying like you know, and that's what I was saying. Like Kiyomi, we you know was you know a foolish, you know, like I said, but it also seemed like Bow Wow. Oh, but it seemed like yeah, it seemed like Bow Wow giving her a reason to kind of be foolish, a little bit. Yeah, and it looks like. Masika's end to this dynamic is that she and Bow Wow have known each other and probably have fucked. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a little bit too cozy. So. Yeah, because you know Masika loves Miss. She don't love herself, but she loves Miss. She, she don't love the sermon. Or them goddamn feet. <laughs> and them wigs, child. <laughs> Whew. Well, but that wraps up growing up hip hop Atlanta, and that pretty much wraps up the show for this week. So we gave y'all another little bonus. How your feet look like they fell off the back of a truck? All right. Well, when the bitch fall off the back of the truck, what you expect? <laughs> she looked like. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. She's a very handsome woman. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well. Simon, thank you for joining this nigga. Fucking wrong with you, Curtis. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Gonna start calling Masika Marshall Warfield. Okay, all right. That is enough. That, that is enough. <laughs> anyway, Simon, thank you so so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, man. <laughs> Curtis, in <laughs> an announcements. What the hell is wrong? With you? <laughs> no, no ending announcements again. Remember to follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Like the Facebook page and buy some merch. Again, the link is teespring.com/store/ratchetramblings. Get you a shirt. Get you a hoodie. And if you get one, take a picture and post it so we can see it. Get yep. you a mug, you know, get you even if you just get you a sticker, get you some Ratchet Ramblings merch and let us see it. And that's pretty much it. And leave All us right. some reviews, of course. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. So no one star woes for these folks because Candace will come back and drag you through the netherworld. Thank you so much. I was going to say, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You just have to realize that the one stars might have some consequences. So correct. Good luck, and this week's benediction: Never go full Teddy. Never go full Teddy. Or full right. C's. Mm. Don't do Caesary. Yeah. All right. We out, y'all.
Peace. Peace.